Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The NFL regular season is upon us. The other shoe has dropped, leaving the Yankees where exactly? And are we sure Justin Herbert is the second best quarterback in the AFC West? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Bills and Rams kick off the 2022 NFL season tonight. And so to get into everything about this matchup, Brian Peacock from the new look Peacock and Williamson, and it looks sharp, joins me now. And and Brian, uh, this is a really, really, really fun matchup here with two teams we fully expect to be Super Bowl contenders this season. With all of the caveats that it's the first game and it's week one and, and all that stuff, what will you be looking for that you think could tell you something about where these teams are headed? I don't have big worries about either one of these teams minus some catastrophic injury. So I think that's the first thing I'm going to look for is Matthew Stafford's arm and this sort of in like, is he on his way to Tommy John surgery or something like mm. that? Is it just, is it hanging on by a thread? Is the ball not coming out with as much zip as we're used to from a guy who was, you know, before Mahomes and, and Josh Allen showed up, he was the cannon armed quarterback in the NFL. Right. And so um, that's what I'm going to be looking for on the Rams side, because the Rams are built in a, in a way to me that is, you know, I've called them a stars and scrubs roster. They they build their roster the same way I build my fantasy roster. You know, if I'm doing a, uh, if I'm doing an auction draft, I spend all my money early on the stars. Then I feel like I can scout my way through and, and fill out the rest of my roster. And they haven't had a bunch they haven't had first round picks since 2016. They spend some money on guys. Um, and at some point you worry that it might fall apart. Like, and it would take one injury to Matthew Stafford. That might do it. Uh, one injury to Aaron Donald, and that might do it. So that's the only thing that really would hold this team back because they, they've got enough pieces. Otherwise it's not, you know, scrubs isn't the right word probably for it because they've got good NFL players on their team depth wise, but they're just not as good as maybe in the middle as some other teams are in the middle of their rosters, uh, especially now. And, and I think they did get maybe just a tick worse in the off season. Although I think Bobby Wagner does have a little bit something left and, and, and with the bills, just, you know, how quickly are they going to become a juggernaut team? Because I'm a little bit scared that they're going to become the next great team in the NFL. And they weren't quite there last year, you know, but I mean, everyone's projecting them to be the, the one seed in the AFC for good reason. And I think there's still more meat on the bone for Josh Allen. Like, can he add to the efficiency because he's already come so far and he can be, you know, Brett Favre or whatever, too. But I think there can be just a little bit more in the efficiency category for Josh Allen. So, you know, as it goes with every single team in the NFL, it's that marriage of coach and quarterback. They're well-coached teams. So, you know, how much is left for those quarterbacks? And Josh Allen, does he hit a, a, an even higher peak than we've already seen? I'm I'm wondering about the Bills. Defensively, do they have enough elite, truly elite players to be – the, the kind of defense we saw number one in DVOA last year, number one in a lot of stats, but a lot of that was against the really bad teams we saw in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes do whatever he wanted, even under 20 seconds left in the game, whatever he wanted. Like, do they have enough? And I think this game will start to tell us if they do. Yeah, I I do wonder because they're, they're so solid across the board. You know, Hyde and Poyer at safety are, you know, two of the most underrated safeties in the NFL. It's a really good tandem. Nobody really talks about them. Um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds hasn't quite become 
the the lethal, you know, 6'4", 250 freak that they thought he was going to be in the draft. He's been a really good linebacker for a long time. But to me, the key is up front, and, and it's really the key for most rosters is that pass rush and can you affect the opposing quarterbacks. And, look, we might see another shootout on – Thursday night, like we saw in the playoffs with Mahomes and Josh Allen, it wouldn't be that wouldn't that be a fun way to start the season? And they don't they didn't really have that dynamic guy. I don't know Von Miller at his advanced age, you know, wearing number 40 coming off the edge. Is he going to be that guy for them that really sets that defense apart now this year? Boogie Basham, a second round pick last year as a player that I like as well as a rotational player, um, you know, and they've had. AJ Epinesa and Greg Rousseau, and they've spent a lot of early round resources recently, but those are sort of bigger bodied, not dynamic pass rushers. So they're going to set the edge against the run. I think it'll be a good team against the run, but you know, does, does Von Miller really have, and we didn't really see it much with the Rams last year until late in the playoffs. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's Von Miller. He does still have something left in the tank. So how much does Von Miller have in the tank? Can he set that defense uh, to a new level? That'll be really key because I think that would be, the 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 real reason that would hold back uh, a Bills defense is that dynamic pass rusher and and maybe they might have found one can squeeze a little bit more out of that rag in Von Miller. Stay up to date all season on the biggest stories in the NFL by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Peacock and Williamson podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, where do the Yankees go from here now that they've seen the other shoe drop? If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's great joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. I rotate with the cookie dough and the brownie batter puffs. I love them. What's not to love? It is a protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate with protein-infused marshmallow. And it's that good collagen protein that is easier for your body to absorb with all of the flavor of any of your favorite candy, except 160 calories, and 15 grams of protein. It tastes like a treat because it is, but it's good for your body. It is fuel for you. What are you waiting for? Go get one now. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Quarterback Lamar Jackson set Friday as his deadline to suspend negotiations on a contract extension with the Baltimore Ravens. As of right now, we're still talking, Jackson said Wednesday after practice. The week isn't over yet. If no deal is reached over the next couple days, Jackson will play under his fifth-year option that will pay him $23 million. This year, three franchise quarterbacks have signed deals that have exceeded $165 million just in guaranteed money. On whether it's a risk to play without guaranteed money beyond this season, Jackson said, quote, it was a pretty big risk last season, the year before. I'm just playing football. Anything can happen. God forbid the wrong thing happens. The Big 12 believes it needs to go west to expand. Speaking Wednesday during a visit to future Big 12 member Cincinnati, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark told reporters that the league would be interested in adding members from the Pacific time zone. The new commissioner has taken a bold approach toward expansion, saying at Football Media Days, the Big 12 is open for business. He added on the Big 12's wish list, a program that has national recognition, one that competes at the highest levels in basketball and football, stands for the right things, is a cultural fit. The Big 12 strategy to target potential Pac-12 members for expansion has set off friction between the leagues, but that doesn't seem to have deterred the Big 12. 
With a job as a television analyst waiting and a desire to move on to the next stage of his life, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders formally announced his retirement from the NFL on Wednesday. The 35-year-old Sanders spent six seasons of his 12 NFL years in Denver and was in the Broncos complex with his family to make the announcement. He closed out his career with 13 starts with the Buffalo Bills last season. A third-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2010 draft, Sanders finished his career with 704 receptions, 9,245 yards, and 51 touchdowns. He was a two-time Pro Bowl selection, played in three Super Bowls, and was part of the Broncos' Super Bowl 50 winning team. Aaron Judge is looking to set records on the field for the New York Yankees this year and hoping that translates into big money this offseason. A top-ranking official in the Yankees organization, and no, it's not George Costanza, believes he's worth it. Team President Randy Levin said during a recent interview that Judge is an all-time Yankee and emphasized that the franchise will be extraordinarily competitive in its approach to keeping the MVP candidate in pinstripes. He said, quote, we know his worth and we know what he means. I don't know what's in his mind. All I can do is show him how much we'd like him to remain a Yankee. And on the diamond, the Baltimore Orioles did not answer the call in the biggest series they played in six years. It was another game that the Orioles really needed to have, but this time the Orioles just came up lifeless in a 4-1 to loss to the Blue Jays. Connor Newcomb here, host of Locked on Orioles as the O's fall in the final game of a four-game set. They end up losing three out of four in the biggest series in six years for the Orioles. It drops them four and a half back of Toronto for the final AL wildcard spot. And yes, there's still 25 games to play in this season. And yes, four and a half games can certainly be made up, especially when you have six left with Toronto. But you got to be able to beat the team in front of you when you have the chance to get into the playoffs. And the O's certainly did not do that this week. The offense just did nothing for eight innings against Alec Manoa, and despite Dean Kramer and Tyler Wells' best efforts, the O's just couldn't get anything going offensively, and they lose a tough, important game on Wednesday night. I'll recap it all coming up on Thursday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. Here is another story you need to know. Apparently for a struggling Yankees team, there is nothing like the Minnesota Twins to get them back on track. The Yankees sweep a doubleheader yesterday to close the gap with the Houston Astros. We talked to the Astros the other day. They'd opened up a little bit of a lead after the Yankees looked like an unstoppable force in the first half of the year. Joining me now from Locked on Yankees, Stacey Getzulius, who never allowed herself to truly believe that it was all really that good. Now, Stacy, have you allowed yourself to believe the Yankees are back? Not entirely, but I'm not, you know, this series against the Twins, as you said, the Twins cure all the Yankees' <laughs> ills. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable. It's been 20 years of this now. They're 114 and 39 in against the twins since 2002 including the playoffs it's just unbelievable the yankees could be on a 50 game losing streak and run into the twins and be fine and i don't know why but i do feel a little better about them now so they're still getting the the primo hitting aaron judge still looks like he's the favorite to be the mvp so of the things that well there was a stretch where almost nothing was going right there for, for about a month but of the things that have started to get back on track for the Yankees, such that you think there are those things, what are they? Pitching. 
the pitching has stayed strong while the offense is struggling. And the offense is struggling because, you know, no offense to the guys that the Yankees put out yesterday in that doubleheader, but it was basically Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, and a bunch of minor leaguers in those two lineups. And, you know, some of the guys contributed, although I don't want to take away from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa because he did have a big game or two games yesterday. So um, it's the pitching that's really picking things up. Guys who are struggling in the bullpen are back. Holmes, Leckie, um, specifically, and the rotation looks better. You know, I know it's the twins, but Garrett Cole had 14 strikeouts in that game last night. So he's looking a little better and that helps. As the, as we come down the stretch here, it is September. The leaves are starting to fall off the trees. They're starting to get that, that cool breeze, which lets us know number one, football's back. And number two, playoff baseball is almost upon us. So what are you going to be looking for over the next couple of weeks? This is still the team with the best run differential outside of Southern California in baseball. What are you going to be looking for that lets you know, okay, this is a team that actually has a chance come postseason time? They need to win series. That's what they hadn't been doing in August, obviously, because they had one of the worst months that they've had in over 30 years. Um, but as long as they win series, they have the Rays coming in in the weekend. That's the big one. And it's the last time they face them head to head. So this is really the Rays last chance to catch up with the Yankees in the AL East. And if the Yankees can pull a two out of three and reverse what the Rays did to them last weekend, they're looking good. They really are. So that's the key winning series. They don't have to sweep. Just win <laughs> keep up with the playoff run of the new york yankees by subscribing to locked on sports today and the locked on yankees podcast on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get podcasts coming up is justin herbert right behind patrick mahomes in the nfc west quarterback rankings now on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with the nfl season kicking off sleepers climbing the charts with over four million users in addition they just launched 22 new features including over unders integrated into fantasy i had two fantasy drafts in the last two days guess what i use sleeper because it's a great app and it integrates live chat functions all kind of great stuff that i can use to talk smack to my friends and over under is no different another great functionality where you can choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or the under for example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. You're not getting those kinds of payouts anywhere else. The main reason I'm excited about over-unders on sleepers is it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and we can play together with a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks. Probably not going to do that. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper Now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your phone, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash locked on today and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash locked on today and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. In our Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 that you can find on Odyssey or wherever you get podcasts, we look at the AFC West. Locked on Chiefs, Chris Clark. Locked on Raiders, your boy Q. Locked on Chargers, David Drogemeyer. And locked on Broncos, Cody York joined Ross Jackson to break down the division and look at who the second best QB is for the four teams. Well, that's Justin Herbert for me. 
Uh, I'm sure that I might have a couple of people that might disagree with me, but <laughs> I feel like uh, potential-wise and what he's already done, being literally the most historic quarterback through two seasons in NFL history, I feel like Justin Herbert is definitely a, a prime candidate for that. You know, I'll, I'll just jump in and say mm-hmm. that I think that there's an argument for, you know, a lot of guys, but, you know, and I've heard this ever since Russell Wilson's joined the division that, oh, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the division. That's still not a bad thing. No. Right. I mean, <laughs> like that's not a bad thing. All the quarterbacks are really good in the division. Even if Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback, he's still a top 15 quarterback. Right. Yep. So I don't think it really matters. Uh, the one thing I think Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback. But as David knows, you've got to get to the playoffs and he hasn't got to the playoffs yet. You can get all the accolades that you want, but you got to get to the playoffs. And Derek Carr got to the playoffs, didn't have success in the playoffs, didn't win that game. He's got to be able to take that next step. So Patrick Mahomes has been there. He's done that. Russell Wilson has been there and done that. So I'd put those guys up there at 1, 1A, and then, you know, you can argue about who's number two, honestly. I think uh, Q said it perfectly. I mean, what Justin Herbert's been able to do through his first two years is, you know, impeccable. And and I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. I love him. Watched him in high school. Watched him in college up close in person. He is a fantastic football player, fantastic human being. But the thing for the Chargers, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to win some games. And I know that there were a lot of questions about Brennan Staley, which I know that David will probably address a little bit as to, like, how can he learn from last year for this Chargers team until somebody unseats Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I've got to go with them. And and Mahomes, I think a big test for him this season, just from someone who covers the AFC West from another team's perspective, if Patrick Mahomes can take the offense and take the guys around him, minus the Tyreek Hill and replicate and have really good offensive success, I'd say, you know what? That's exactly what you want. He's a guy that maybe elevates everybody else. And I say you can make the argument. Each quarterback in this division elevates every playmaker around them, elevates every unit around them, which is a great thing, which I I think that we can make a bold claim here, and I don't think we'll be disputed by anybody on this entire network. The AFC West, you can make the legitimate argument there are four teams that can win the division. I don't think you can confidently say that about any other division right now in the National Football League. Chris Clark, we'll give you the floor here to wrap us up on this topic quickly. Who is the number two quarterback in this division behind Patrick Mahomes? I'd say that it's Russell Wilson, and I love Justin Herbert. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he could be great. He's easily a guy that I could see as a top five quarterback. Uh, We have to see what he can do in the playoffs. We have to see what he's able to do uh, when the brighter lights come on in the postseason. But Russell Wilson has been there, and I also feel like Russell Wilson's been in a bad situation with Pete Carroll for the past several years, so we haven't actually got to see what he's capable of. And I think you saw it early on in his career, and I think you're going to see it. Look, say what you want about the pedigree with Russell Wilson. And Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, an underrated quarterback, in my opinion. But Justin Herbert is a special talent. Russell Wilson can't match the physical gifts Justin Herbert has anymore. He's not the runner he used to be, and that used to be one of the reasons he was such an electric playmaker. He's still one of the best deep ball throwers I've ever seen. And he's still a smart, tough, clutch QB. That's Russell Wilson. Justin Herbert is just different. What do the kids say? He's built different. He's literally built different. 6'4", 6'5", 225, 230 with an absolute cannon arm Full fields, any throw is on the board to him at any time. Can shrug off defenders and he can still make plays with his legs. He is incredibly athletic for a player his size. He has the entire package. He has 
the whole bag. And at the end of this year, we could be talking about Justin Herbert as the best quarterback in football. That's in play. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but that's in play. I don't think that's true for Russell Wilson. It has really never been true for Russell Wilson. And to expect him to go to a new level that he's never been to before at this point in his career, coming off injuries and coming off a season that was not his best. I don't think we can reasonably expect that out of Russ. Justin Herbert, we can. And finally, if you want to know who the top receiving option in Kansas City is ahead of the Chiefs 2022 season, not even Patrick Mahomes knows. The biggest thing is there's going to be a different player every single game that has a big game, Mahomes said Wednesday after practice. That's potentially great news for the Chiefs offense, but it's less great for your fantasy team. Are the Chiefs receivers going to be the new Patriots running backs where you just never know who's going to get the ball? Seems like it. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, we recap the first NFL regular season game of the 2022 season. It's the Rams and the Bills. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.